Even when you feel low, you can still go Even when you feel slow, you can still go Even when there's no hope, you can still go I never answered a no, man, I still go Go, go Throwbacks, a sports life podcast brought to you by Defiant International, Bannister Miller Law Firm, the 60 Feet by Six Foundation, and Felton Skills Academy. What's good, everybody? Welcome to episode two of The Throwbacks. I want to thank everybody that watched the first one. It looks like uh, we're ready for a second. Think, yeah. Is that good? Yes. All right, let's yes. go. Uh, I think the most important thing that we've kind of been talking about with the first one, and I guess we're going to get into uh, a little bit on uh, the beginning of this episode, is that, you know, we want to be able to, like, motivate. We want to be able to inspire people um, while also talking about sports, right? And I think it's interesting because there's movies, there's all kinds of things that you can watch, you know, that will inspire you to do things. Even, I, we were just talking about it actually a second ago, which is like, even... Even though it's sports related, it can still motivate somebody in the professional world or in the acting world or, you know, in, in other, um, you know, industries. And uh, I think the most important thing for us is overcoming things that kind of get thrown our way. Um, um, one of the best, I think, quotes that I've ever heard is our greatest glory is not never falling, but rising every time we fall. So I want to kind of hear from you guys when you hear that quote. Like, what do you think? And is there any specific kind of, you know, uh, moment that happened to either of y'all where you can say, oh, yeah, I can relate to that quote, you know? I mean, just just with, with life period and just, you know, in sports, you know, you're going to you're going to get knocked down. You know, things are going to happen in your life that's going to, you know, really test you. You know, what are you going to do? You know, are you going to be a person that's going to laying on your ass and not get up and, and figure it out or you're going to just quit and I've never been that person you know I've been knocked on my ass plenty of times and and not just in sports but just in life period you know you just gotta gotta get up you gotta get up you gotta figure it out you gotta keep moving and you gotta um, persevere through just anything you know my advice would be to any kids any person not even just kids any person like life is tough you know, yeah. we both know that life is tough. Things going to happen and nothing is going to be perfect. You know, anything you do in life is never going to be perfect. I mean, I, I don't know anybody who's lived a perfect life, you know? Yeah. So, you know, so I mean, my, my, my biggest thing when I hear that quote is, you know, just when you get knocked on your behind, you get knocked on your ass, get up, figure it out. Don't just sit there. Don't just, you know, complain. Don't, you know, dwell on it. Just, you know, deal with it. Take the hits, take the punches. And go and just figure it out. Go give it everything you got. Don't quit. Yeah, I think that's major, major important. You know, to you know, making it happen. Are you right over there? Yeah, I was, getting, I was just getting ready to chime in. I didn't think he was going to be done, so I was trying to take a quick drink. But yeah. like one of the things that stands out too, if you think about what we've all gone through, is we were never that guy. We were never that person. We had to earn that. And then once we did get it, what happens too is people tend to think, oh, he's got it. He's already there. He's got everything made. Well, that's not how it is. Like. There is a lot of struggles that we've dealt with to get where we were or, mm -hmm. you know, we've taken the falls, taken the defeats and everything. I mean, 
we talked about in the last episode when you were at college, your coach got into you and let you have it because you weren't being you. Mm -hmm. And that's what it takes sometimes is sometimes you have to have that. All right. He's not being himself. Let me see if I can really find him, help him find what he's looking for. And, you know, we all deal with some type of adversity at some point. And one of those things is it does take us losing to do that. And I've, I've felt that many times, like, I was never the guy. I always had to earn everybody's respect. And then even when I did get the respect, it was like, you still didn't earn enough. Like, oh, he could be better than this. He's got to show me more. He's got to do this. It's never been that way. So at the end of the day, the only person that you need to be satisfied with is the person in the mirror. If you can sit there and look at yourself every single day, it's I treat this working out every day. Now I'm rehabbing. I don't want no sympathy from anybody else. I got to go out there and do this myself. So when I look in the mirror, I look at myself. Did I give everything I had today? Did I do what I said I was going to do? Yeah. And then I can go from there. And if I'm not, okay, I know I still have more work to do. But it, also what you said too is nobody's perfect. And in baseball, I like to use this example, where we fail 70% of the time. That's still batting 300. That is, that's Hall of Fame <laughs> that's numbers. Hall of Fame, yeah. So crazy. don't be afraid to fail. Like I love what we're saying too, but at the same time, don't be afraid to fall because mm -hmm. like you said, just get right back up and go. then you keep plugging away. And the one thing I, I learned this today from a, a military personnel, which I love supporting our troops, um, is, uh, Ray Cash is, is what he is and or his name. And he said when he falls down, when he gets down, he gives himself an eight count every single time. Because if you and I love this, because if you do get down, you get knocked down and you get right back up, you automatically are still that same person. Yeah. But if you take that eight seconds you become a new man or per female, whatever you want. Uh, and then you get back up and now it's, it's a new you. And now we start back over and you get back to work. I love that, that kind of motivation. Like right there is bro, fall down, take your time. Don't rush to get back up, take your time, process it and go. Yeah, that's, that's actually good. Cause I think, you know, like we said a second ago, even in the corporate world, I mean, there's been many, many times where, you know, I know even in my career, right. Where, you know, like, you know, I've, I spent a lot of time in the oil and gas space, right? And like, you know, there's, it's it's literally like baseball, actually. You know, you actually hit less than you, than you you know, make, right? You know what I mean? And so like, you're you're sitting there and you're like, you know, um, to put it in an example, like we're, we're field testing, you know, and what we're doing is we're putting holes in the ground and we're saying, okay, well, we didn't hit that one, but we know what we did wrong on that one. So we're gonna go to the next one and we're gonna do something different or we're gonna attack this a little bit different than we did this one and then you know eventually you get to a point where you finally find that pocket and then you hit and then boom you know you're you're making up for everything that you spent on all those other wells on that one right because it just literally hits like gangbusters a barn burner right is what we call it in the industry right so it's like we you you literally have to fail in order to succeed right i think uh what they always say and we i think we even talked about this the last time right it's like uh failure is actually the best teacher Right. Because I think if you don't know how to fail when you do, I think you can honestly never get back up again. I think a lot of people and even something we touched on the, again on the first episode, which was the younger generation not really knowing how to stand up, being kind of knocked down and just kind of staying down and then saying like, you know, I'm the victim, I'm this and that, right? You know, and, and again, not everybody in the younger generations like that, right? But, you know, there seems to be a growing number of them that say, I've gotten knocked down and I'm just going to stay down and I'm going to play the victim and hope to win through the victim, you know, through the victim card, right? And I, that's just not the way life works, right? Because as you get older, 
you know, you, and you guys can probably contest to this as well. You know, you, um, you know, you never recover sometimes, you know, and then you get, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, you get old, you know, and then you <laughs> run out of time, you know what I mean? And it just, you know, and, and one thing that's undefeated is, you know, death, right. You know what I mean? Father time is undefeated as they always say, right. 100%. You know, and I, that's, that's one of the things that I kind of wanted to know about y'all as well, which is like in relation kind of to this, what was it like, like at the end of your career? Well, hold on. Before you even do that, because I'm curious. I sure. Wanna, I want people to see this too and understand from our point of view. Sure. You failed before, right? You Oops. failed before? Sure. We've all failed. Yep. So the thing is, we can't be afraid of failing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's what makes us better. You know, the experience is where the you get taught your lesson. Yeah. And that's how you find out whether you're going to be good at something or not. And even if you aren't good at it, you still need to make the effort to do it. At the end of the day, do you want to walk away saying, well, I, I mean, I know you've retired now, but before you did it, <laughs> right. did you ever have like, man, I don't want to look back and go, what if? Right. I wish I could have. Yeah. Like that's the same thing I'm dealing with right now. I know I haven't retired officially, mm -hmm. but it's like at the end of the day, what if? Like I got a bionic arm now. Okay. What if I do come back throwing hard? Do I want to just walk away or do I want to give this a try and go from there? So I want to like really encourage more people to, branch out don't be afraid to try something don't be afraid to take that failure yeah. or whatever it is because mm -hmm. at the end of the day as you said too father time is undefeated we know that we <laughs> yeah. we can't win that battle but we can still look at it and go at least i did it i tried right. i gave it my best i did everything i could yep. i put that effort in rather than saying man what if i would have done that i bet i you know i could have been the best ping pong champion you know <laughs> beat forrest gump and, and wherever he was but yeah you know what i mean but that's that's the one thing i wanted to say before you know we took off with it but yeah yeah we cannot be afraid to try try new things you never know what you're gonna be good at yeah that's that's true i mean i i think uh you know you have to be able to experiment in life essentially with life you know because if you don't then you, and you don't branch out then you're gonna you're gonna find yourself in a box right and life is like i think i think in life we all get put in these boxes of understanding right and that's technically not how life works life is very complex right it's just like kind of all over the place and you learn how to just kind of flow with it right and so like like learning how to like go out of that box right go out of that box of understanding expand yourself and expand the things you think and feel so i i'm sorry i have to because we we brought it up yesterday and you keep saying a box and all i can think about is forrest gump's right bro <laughs> life is seriously like a box of chocolates because we never know what you're gonna get like it's funny you box. kept saying it you said like you, you were talking about that so it just kept hitting me i was like i gotta say this i gotta throw it out there what what was it what how was it at the end of your career when you realize you know father time essentially was undefeated you know and 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 you were like okay this is kind of it at this point like what was there any moment that was like that defining moment no not really i was um like you still feel devastated. like you can play no not now but my first year my first year yeah yeah my first year i felt like you know i still had a lot in the tank and um I walked away from the game because of COVID. You know, okay. COVID hit during that time. They went to the bubble and, you know, just to, to leave my family, leave my kids and go somewhere where I can't communicate with them. I can't see them for that period of time. It was just something I didn't want to do. And on top of that, I felt like I had to go to a team and reinvent myself and make a team that I'm a 14 year vet. Like, why well, I got to come over here and be treated like I'm a, a rookie. 
Sure. You know, I've been through that. I went through that. You know, I, I felt like I've earned my stripes. So to go put be put in the situation where I had to work like I was a, a rookie was like, nah, this ain't for me. I yeah. played 14 years. I put my time in. You know, I've, I've earned my respect. I'm good. So I'm going to go ahead and just walk away. And I didn't walk away the way I wanted to because I actually felt like I still had a year or two left in the tank. But I walked away with some respect, some dignity, and just like I, I left my way. Rather than somebody just pushing me out, I walked, I left my way. So, yeah. You know, um, do I have any regrets? No, I can't regret anything about my career. I feel like I had a, a beautiful career. I feel like I've been blessed. Um, would I have done some things differently? Yeah, you know, you know, looking at guys like um, LeBron, looking at guys like CP, who's my age, you know, would I have done things to take care of my body better and, like, you know, really put more money into that, you know, to to further my career? Then yeah, I would have done that, you know. But regrets, nah. Nah, I'm not. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. Coming from where I come from and to play 14 years and to accomplish the things that I accomplish in the basketball world is is it's amazing. So I have zero, zero regrets. What was the last team? Uh, I think we <laughs> talked even one time about you were saying that uh, you were thinking about joining the Rockets, right? Right. And that was that. That was basically the team. That, that was that team that I had to go down and just, you know, basically do everything, man. Yeah. You know, I, I paid for my own way to go meet them in um, different cities to to train with them and, you know, just do different things, which was fine. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't tripping about that, do what I got to do to try to make a team, you know, and just for it to, to end the way it did, it was just like, you know, kind of, to me, it was a slap in my face. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, even the guys that was there, like Russ, um, James Harden, those guys, they, they really wanted me. Oh, that was, they, that, that was that team? Yeah, yeah. They, oh, wow. they, they really wanted me there. So, you know, for it to – to go down the way it did, you know, it was just, you know, it was it was unfortunate, but at the same time, I was I was cool, I was content. Yeah, you know, I had my family, and you know, I just became a um, a dad, the dad at that point, became right? a, a real dad. You yeah, know? <laughs> I was a dad before, but yeah, I became yeah. a real dad. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. taking the kids to school, picking them up. You know, things that I've never experienced when I was playing because I was always traveling and stuff like that. So, you know, just to you know, to to do that, you know, it just it, it gave me a, a sense of joy. It gave me another look at life. You know, sure. did I go through? Did I go through some tough times? Yeah, of course. You know, I went through a mental moment. You know, because you know, basketball is what I know. Basketball is all. I gonna say it's all I know, but that's what I love. Yeah. So to give it up and walk away from it and say that I'm never going to play again at this level, you know, was was tough. Yeah, and you had put your whole life into it at that point, right? Yeah. So, like, like literally your whole life. And I think mm -hmm. that's the interesting thing most people don't understand. I mean, they want to criticize athletes all, all day, right, for what you have and haven't done. But, you know, they don't realize that you quite literally put your entire life into it. And it's like you want to keep going, but sometimes, you know, like we said, father time's undefeated. You just got to kind of call it quits at that certain point. Oh, I mean, we, we, we all know at some point, you know, uh, if you're in the sports world or whatever, you know your your career is going to end. Sure, you know you can't you can't do this forever. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, like what I'm doing now, I'm coaching, so I'm still around the game. I yeah. still I'm still able to teach and do the things that I was doing, basically at the end of my career. You know, I get it. I was a young guy. I was a veteran. I was the oldest guy on the team with OKC that my last year there. Um, so I was the I was the OG. They called me Unc. You know, you had some kids that was. That was as young as my nephew, my oldest nephew, that played with him. And I know those kids since they was like 10 years old. So those kids are now in the league playing with me. So they started calling me up. 
So I was like, okay, it's about that time. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. about that time. Like, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's it. about that time. But, you know, it was beautiful, though. Like, just to be the young guy that came in the league, they had to go get donuts. They had to go do certain things as a rookie, as a young guy, and having other guys call me young fella, having guys call me, you know, nephew, to me being that guy was like, you know, I can finally say, okay, I've done it. Like, this is the career that I've wanted. Sure. I've done everything I can do to this game. I went from young fella to now I'm the guy calling these guys young fellas. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was a beautiful thing. It's rewarding in different ways, right? Oh, uh, 100%. You know, like, it's it's tough to leave, but at the same time, I can leave knowing that, you know, I, I've, I've done everything and I've given this game everything I got. 10,000 career points, right? Yeah, 10,000 plus. I don't know what it is. It yeah, was 10,000. No, right. yeah, you better yeah, add 10, that plus in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was 10,000 <laughs> 10, with the Clippers. I played two more years after that. So, you know, and, you know, just things like that, man, just, you know, it's just something that I can look back on and show my kids that, you know, daddy won, won, won a bum in this league. That's right. You know, I played 14 years, you know, and I, I've, I've done something. I mean, some in any league, right? I mean, I think what's like, it's isn't it like four years and across all leagues or something like that, right? Standard yeah, it's three about, yeah, it's, it's yeah, about it's like three that. Three to four, three to four. I'm sure. I'm curious too, though, with you, like, because you've done this process. I'm, I'm kind of still in it. Right. When retirement was knocking on the door, yeah. it comes decision time. Like I've talked with a bunch of other baseball players about this, and it's like it is. It's hard because every single day you wake up, it's it's basketball all day, whatever it is, you're whether watching tape on who you're about to play, practice, all the shooting around. Mm -hmm. So what was that first year? Because people don't know. This is where I love this kind of thing, especially for like me as a fan. Right. What was that first year process truly like when it came to you wake up the first time, it's like, oh man, I don't have to get up for basketball. Hey, listen, I I'm not trying to scare you. I'm no, 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 don't worry. I've already been scared <laughs> plenty times. I'm bro. not trying to I'm not trying to scare you of, of what's to come, but for me, for me it was hell because like mentally it was like, fuck, like, what's my purpose right now? Like I'm waking up every day, yeah, you know, take the kids to school. This is beautiful, I love it, but I mean, let's be honest, this ain't something that I wanna do. This ain't something that like is is fulfilling me, me the person. It's not fulfilling me. So um, not being able to get up and go to practice and work out and just, you know, do this working towards something, it killed me. And I can go work a job. I can go, you know, do anything, but still not, still not me. So it took a whole year and a half really to figure out, okay, what you going to do? Like enough is enough. Like, like what, what is it? You know, you've been, you've been depressed. You've been going through some stuff. You've been acting out, you know, it, it got to the point where it, it caused, it caused a little issues in, in my household, you know, like I was acting out doing stupid stuff that I shouldn't have been doing because I didn't know. I didn't, I couldn't find myself. So I had to go find myself again. You know, I started being around some kids and, um, watching them play, start going to AAU tournaments and just watching games and stuff, being around basketball. And I was like, man, some of these coaches are some shit. Like some of these coaches is terrible, you know? Like for real though, like no no offense, because anybody who's putting their time to help kids, putting their time to um, to work with kids and try to make them better. But you know, some people uh, are leeching on these kids and taking advantage of them mm -hmm. and taking advantage of parents who really don't understand the process, understand what it takes and what, what they can need to do to better themselves at, at a sport. So some people, Sorry, some, people <laughs> some people, some people prey on that, you know what I'm saying? So, and I, and I don't like that. So, so for me to see that, I decided to, um, 
to open up my program again, which I, I did it when I was playing. It was called Team Felter back home. Then I decided to come back with it and call it Felton Elite. So when I when I came back to do it, it was like, I want to make an impact with these young kids because, you know, this is you know, the grassroots, the young kids, it's the future of what's to be, you know, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, you know, soccer, golf, and swimming, well, it's, it's a million sports, whatever it is, like, there's a, there are so many people out there that's taking advantage of the youth. They're using them for their for for their their better their better half. And it's like, what what are you getting out of that? You know, like you you get nothing out of that. You're not helping the kid, but you feel like, oh, I want a trophy. Oh, I'm I'm the man. That trophy ain't doing nothing for you. Just sitting in your house, rotting up, just sitting there, getting dust on it. And this kid is not getting better. Who's really dreaming of something? Who's sure. dreaming to be the next? Kyrie Irving, the next Luka Doncic, the next Steph Curry, the next LeBron James. These kids are having these dreams and these hopes. And as 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 adults and as coaches and as mentors, we are filling these kids. Yeah. Not everybody, but you know, we are filling these kids by not, you know, really teaching them the right way, giving them that knowledge back. Now, did I do everything perfectly? No, but I do have a lot of knowledge to give them, to give these parents to what to look at and what to really put your kids around you want to put your kids around a good environment where they're being taught every day they may not win every game they may not do everything perfect but if your kid is progressing every year i promise you at the end of the road you'll see the results yeah it'll actually work out yeah um well i want to add sorry i'm taking over again yeah no go for it go i for gotta it. add this because i've dealt with it to begin with because i thought i was retiring mm -hmm. and then obviously i didn't that didn't happen i went and played any ball but then i blew out then it came back. So, and you mentioned it, and I'm, I want people to understand this too, is just because you're an athlete, you got everything figured out, they think, uh, but the depression part kicks in. And for me, that hit pretty hard once I, before, I, knew, I mean, I have myself to blame. I didn't, you know, I wasn't successful towards the end. Like, I, I get it. Like, teams don't really want to take that risk. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But then it became, okay, nobody's picking me up. Nobody's really giving me a chance. You know, I'm doing showcases and people are liking what they see, but they're still not taking that risk. Then it started hitting me like, man, what, well, what am I going to do? And then it started to settle in. And then obviously I was like, all right, let's go try. So I did my, like I said before, I'd rather look back and say, I did it rather than what if, well, then I blew my arm out. Now it really kicked in. So the first, I want to say the month, uh, after that happened, when I was rehabbing depression hit hard because <laughs> it was like, well, now what, what do I do now? I got a messed up arm that's rehabbing. I want to, I'm, I'm the type of person I got to do stuff, but it's funny. Like you did mention like, Oh, I want to go work. Well, if you go work, somebody's gonna be like, Oh, this dude, he, he's broke now. He's got to go get a job. Like what's this? So it's like, exactly. you can't be a true normal person right. because you have all this money, Ooh, right. but now he's going to go work at Burger King, whatever. <laughs> like I'm just throwing something out, but yeah, yeah. Right. you know, you're trying to do something. How was that for you when it came to, okay, I'm done. Like you said. And then yeah. now the depression kicks in of what can I go do? What am I supposed to do? And you're trying to find answers. Like people don't understand, like at least me, right. I wanted the answer now. Like, what can I go do? I'm sure you, I mean, I feel like you're the same way. It's like, what can I go do now? Right. Yeah. And then me, I'm a type of person. I could care less what people say. You know, people talk a lot. People say so much stuff about us throughout our career. You know, when they, when they talk junk, about us through social media. Oh, you played like shit tonight. Oh, you didn't yeah, do this. Like I've normal. heard, I've heard the worst. I've heard it all. So for me, I really could care less what people think. For me to go get a job is not about I'm broke. It's about 
if you if you're smart, that's what I would tell this person, these these people. If you're smart, you will understand that money that's in the bank. If you're not bringing in more income, guess what's going to happen to that money Just in the bank? Smaller, smaller. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So but they don't realize that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Life yeah. doesn't stop. Like those checks that we're getting while we're playing are are stopping. Yeah, they don't keep coming because we retire. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so they got to understand that, you know, you got to have income coming in some kind of way. So, yeah, if I want to go get a job, okay, I want to go get a job. You know, ain't nothing wrong with that. It ain't that, oh, Raymond's broke. No, I'm fine. Play 14 years. I made, <laughs> I played, Don't worry, I say the same thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I played, you know, a lot of years and I made a lot of money and, and I got my pension. So I'm going to be okay and my family's going to be okay. But for me as a man, I'm a manly man. I like to bring money in. I like to be doing something. I like to have a purpose. I don't like to be sitting on the couch just sitting back on money that I've made for my career. I just not who I am. So like for the for me, for for to tell you in that situation, man, forget them. It's oh, your know. life. We know what we got in the yeah. bank. We know we straight. They the ones who mad. <laughs> no, I'm just talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right. Well, uh, you know, I think uh, you know, it's interesting and and and, and I wanna briefly uh, before we go into this next segment, one of the things I want wanted to ask you which was uh for a la I think the last team that you were with was essentially the Toronto Blue Jays right mm -hmm. and then that that was that's it essentially for you right now and you said you try to do independent ball um had a blast by the way and, I, yeah I, I gotta because give you the said shout you got to, to teach people right you mm -hmm. actually got to I was like help player coach. generation yeah exactly and and that's something that you want to keep doing or is that something that you you you're I don't know are you on the fence about or are you for sure going to do it I definitely want to get into coaching. The one thing I think Ray would even agree with this too is what kills me the most is analytics has taken over of the sport. And for me, like in the baseball side of it, you know, I've watched, for instance, I was, the last team I was with, um, guys throw bullpens and they spend so much time looking at a pitch that how was the spin rate rather than watching, you know, where the catcher is, did I hit my spot? That's the most important thing is if you can locate those pitches yeah you don't have to worry about how sharp your spin is where it's gonna ha it's doing its thing on its way up there and sure. the hitter's gonna give you the best reaction but we get so caught up in this numbers game that we forget about what's inside here you want you want the real measurement when it comes to playing any sport you check inside this chest that's right See, that's the heart of a part. champion right 100 percent. but <laughs> yeah. yeah it's i definitely want to stay in the game well you know obviously We're broadcasting you know. yeah that's what i'm saying you know you some kind of you know I'm a goofball. I want to have fun. <laughs> I got to be able to use my personality to the right advantage, but uh, it's it's all about you know taking advantage of the tools that you have in front of you. So um, you know, as if you can continue to keep doing that, then you're gonna you're gonna keep trying to make it happen. 100%. And if not, then you're just gonna jump to the next thing that allows you to be who just you go are. over that next hurdle. That's right. Amen. All right. So the next segment we got here, um, I actually we're kind of switching it up from the last time. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the sports world, and uh, I think it's interesting because we we have this group text, right, and we all talk about stuff like that's going on, and and uh, you know, it's I feel like it'd be cool to kind of share with everybody the things that we talk about and the things that you guys have as far as insights. So we like to say that this is the uh, worldwide sports of TikTok, <laughs> essentially. Nice. So we got a couple of uh, videos that we're going to share with everybody. And uh, we're gonna get you know you know y'all's commentary on what you think. So let's go with the first one. Oh, I haven't even seen that. Oh my god, a mixture of Randy Moss and Odell Beckham. Right yeah. Now, huh? So that kid caught it one-handed, like like parallel to the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? Over like, two people. Yeah. 
So that was high school. That was high school. Man, what kind of gloves they using? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. I think it's interesting because uh, what's his name? Uh, um, CD Lamb, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if y'all saw the game this past week, but he had an unbelievable one-handed catch. Um, is one-handed catches becoming the norm now in football? Yeah, these 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 guys are different. They are. They're different. They're. they're I can't say they're more talented, but they're definitely more skilled than, you know, the older generation. Sure. You know, no offense to the older generation, you know, because the older generation was some some badass good, some badass dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Football ain't the same, bro. <laughs> but, you know, just like basketball, you know, you you know, these young guys are different. They're more athletic. They're just they're just more skilled than, than what we was. We was tougher, I would say. We we was more dogs in yeah. the in the in the older generation, but for the new generation, man, these kids now now are just and they you can you can I mean speak on this too. I mean, these kids are just they're different, bro. I mean, to see a kid in high school make a catch like that, that means he's triple covered, I think, right? He's or was it tall? I, saw, I saw two guys. Yeah, double covered. This is yeah. a bubble. Double covered, like the kid is tall and lanky. Look at him like he's tall and lanky. And he catches the ball with one hand across his body. Wow. Even they're they're dumb. I mean, they don't even know how they caught it. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Bro, he grabbed it and pulled it down. <laughs> like, but it backhand like this too. Like, yeah, that was what I was noticing too. He was like that, right? He caught it like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And brought it back. So that's listen. That's just pure athleticism, pure just just talent. You know, there's nothing that any coach can teach and practice for that. That's just a kid that's just talented. Yeah, and he got it. So you know. Kudos to that kid, man. Wish him the best in his career. I get to be that guy. <laughs> I have to say one thing because I've seen it firsthand. I, I go up to Michigan a lot. I get to see the wide receiver gloves, everything. I'm not going to lie. Those things are sticky. Yeah, they're like – If you, like, you spit into the glove and, and move it around, I, I promise you, you don't drop anything. That's the only thing I'm going to say against it. Like At the same them. time, you can't – at the end of the day, you still got to make the catch. I don't care who it is, what it is. You still got to make that catch. And the yeah. fact that he did do that, too, I don't even know. I don't want to watch it again, but I don't know if he even could have got the other hand up there. Exactly. That's the thing. So yeah. it is it is impressive. The age, everything, like, you know, you were talking about, too. I got a kid that I'm – he's under my wing now. Mm-hmm. We train together. 20 years old. Bro, he throws bullpens at 98 miles an hour. And it's <laughs> it's unreal. And it's just like I have to tell him, like, dude, you got to kind of simmer down, like, save your bullets understand what's going on like right. learn to pitch at a slower speed because i promise you you're not going to have this forever and the thing is he's the kid's unbelievable he is talented he was a quarterback we do football stuff every day 98 it, yes it's unbelievable and he's only 20 yeah. 20 years old bro it's, oh, he's got a bright future that, what's, what's, it, what's his name aj smith i always say his last name wrong aj smith shaver smith shaver yeah he's with the braves oh wow okay so he's already yeah he got up to the big leagues this year 20 years old, big leagues. He's throwing 98. Yeah, 98 he better, he better he be better in the big leagues. Be in the big Good. leagues but again, I don't, I don't want to take anything away. That catch was unbelievable. Dude, it's unreal. It's so sick. I love, I, first amazing. of all, I love that. I love stuff like that. All right, hit us with the next uh, next video. Oh. oh, yeah, this is a good one. Oh, okay, dude. I think I saw this. Did he Ninja in here? Between his legs and behind his back? Watch, watch, watch. Oh. <laughs> Ninja's in here. That's right, I think he is. Come on. Hey, this ain't even there. There he is. That's it. Can't do the trouble. 
Like, I don't understand why I don't do this in the dump contest now, some of these dumps. Because they can't. These dudes here are professional dunkers. That's what they do. So would you compare this to, like, and one? Yeah. Because like how they're, like, the dunking, dribblers. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. this is the dunking side of it? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, Yeah, in a sense, but, man, listen. Was that regulation size? What I just seen? <laughs> it makes you it makes you think that, but yeah, man. No, I know. They're, I've dude, seen they're some floating. These, I'm not. Yeah, I've seen some of these dudes dunk, man. Like for real. Like that's so that's what I'm talking about. The new generation. Like you got new generation of dudes who we only saw one dude in our generation that could jump crazy like that. That was Vince Carter. Yeah. Oh my like, god. You know what I'm saying? That could just do amazing, crazy stuff like that. Now you got there was at least five dudes just now. Five different guys that was going between their legs. One dude went between his legs and went between his legs, then behind his back and still dunk. Bro, they're Who can floating. hang in the air that long? Who can hang in the air that long? They, they made to the slow motion. Legs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow motion even behind slower. your back <laughs> and still dunk. Listen, that's amazing. That's, that's amazing, man, to be that athletic. What, it, it, what's preventing, though, in NBA? You think, like, injury, them potential, like, injuring themselves, trying to do that type of move? Oh, you can't do that in the game. No, no but like you know, <laughs> in, the in the dunk contest. contest, in the dunk contest, because like the I, I, I real talk, like I just think the dunk contest is so lame now. I mean, it just it's not. I mean, they just they're not as creative. No, anymore. I mean that they're like, not as what? creative no more. Like guys like that will come in and, and win it easily. They'll come so in. Why and win not let easily. them? Well, can't do that. Right? They should. They should. Let them, that we, we should. Them they should let them. Against them. No, because then it's NBA versus the dunkers. No, no, it wouldn't work. They You're going to have some fight back from the players. <laughs> I feel like. They don't want to be embarrassed? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I ain't seen nobody doing none of that. But you got guys who can jump to do that. Like John Morant can jump. Oh, my like God. That. Yeah, he can. John Morant can jump like that. And he probably can they do some of that They need to take stuff. some notes from these guys because that's unbelievable. Dennis Smith. Oh, Junior, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Can do stuff like this. But. Man, I wish he was still with the men. But that's the thing. They, they not trying this. Like. The the last dunk contest I've seen that was good was Zach Levine and um yep. Aaron Gordon. Yep. I remember that. That was, was the last dunk contest that was like 18? legit or just farther. Uh no, it was farther bad, I think. Might have been like sixteen. Okay, do you think if we got guys like that to come in to what what would it take to inspire to get more of the guys out to do stuff like that? NBA guys. To take chances, mm -hmm. I mean, just you got to get more of some of the the younger dunkers. What some if we of these put younger a bigger guys pot? Will try stuff like that. What some about of, a bigger pot? That's a good point. More money. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we I, the only reason why I'm trying to compare it as much as I can to baseball is mm -hmm. home run derby. Yeah. Now you get, I think it's a million dollars if you win it. Uh, how much? A million. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> so if you, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay, see how quick. But I, not to be funny, but think about. It. I got his attention like that. I said, Hey, here's a million dollars. You win the home run derby. Yeah. Boom. What? Yeah. He was in. All the dunkers yeah. going to try to get in that? Yeah. I'm just saying. Anybody going to try to get in if you can jump out the gym to try to win that. But fans, I know fans weren't like, oh, get LeBron in there. Get like, But the thing is, like some of these guys, I get it. Like for Those instance, guys are not. They're not going to do that. They're not, not built for it It's not even about doing that. A lot of guys are not, like, are not contest dunkers. They are game dunkers. You know, you got to understand the difference. You don't think any of those could happen in a game? No. Not that. Not in the air like that. If you just by yourself and nobody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Fast break. Nobody, have to be and like nobody's trying to run at you. Yourself, yeah. Nobody's trying to run at you. 
You know what I'm saying? They know. I've seen Obi Toppin go between the legs and dunk on somebody. Like, I've seen him go between his legs and a dude try to run him down and, and block it and end up getting dunked on. But so that's the only thing. Do you ever, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. Do you ever, like, do guys kind of give the courtesy or the respect of, I mean, I'm not going to get him, so just let him go? It depends. On that kind of stuff. It depends. If you're getting blown out and you're seeing a guy trying to showboat on you, you're trying to run That's what I was about to say. There's like an unwritten rule though, yeah, right? Isn't there an unwritten rule? Like yeah, You're but, like, man, why is this dude doing that? Right. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Like, some dudes don't care. Some dudes be like, man, whatever. But then some dudes like, you know, might get mad and try to run you down or, and like get you while you're there. Like, it's dirty. I know. You know. I just, that, just, I'm just trying to think like, what could we, maybe we need to talk to uh, the commission. Be like, hey man, let's add some money. While we on the topic of new things, what do y'all think about, and I don't mean to go off script, what y'all thinking about the in-game tournament going on right now? I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't like the court. I, I hate well, how the courts the look. The courts are dope. I'm, the courts are Some of them have looked bad. They're, they're different. Play that. There's different. So when I see something different, I kind of like it. What I don't like about it, it was like about four or five fights last night. So when you put money involved, you know, it's always going to be some aggression. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, yeah, right now you put a game, you put a tournament in that guys can win a 500K. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of extra money. Sure. Think about the rookies that don't. Exactly. Yeah, they so, don't you know, make millions. So you're yeah. talking about $500,000 that you can get if you win this tournament. So, like, yeah, dudes is, like, going crazy, but you do it so early where guys are not always jelling right, right away. Yeah, some teams, they hit that peak yet. Some teams ain't playing good right now because they're just starting. So what's going to happen? Is the biggest thing that they're not <laughs> there. So you, so now you're getting a bunch of angry dudes who are mad because they probably should beat OKC or the Spurs, but they not beating them right now because they're not jelling. You mm-hmm. know, look at the Clippers. Yeah, you know that that's that. Look at the Clippers, and that's another conversation maybe for the Knicks for the so, next time, right? The next Let's get one more. Let's get one more, and then we'll go to the next one. I'm seeing this. This stuff's the nut. These guys are so married. I mean, they're, they're, these guys are legit. I mean, like, oh, here's one. Yeah, here we go. What would it take for y'all to get in get in one of those tournaments? I would do it just to do it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't care. There ain't no issues there. I jump I, in there for sure. It yeah. just, I'll probably get murdered. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't they put where nothing. In. Yeah, they they were locked in. They're like I've never seen like a putt putt like I mean there used to be old school putt putt tournaments that I would see on like PBS yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd catch up and ah, uh, here's Bob from Newark, Ohio, and he's gonna putt like it. They get into it, bro. It's I don't know. It's, so it's, so the next bit... tournament that comes, let's all get let's all get in and see what let's see what happens. Let's do. We gonna get killed, but let's do it. <laughs> Just take our score, whoever has the best score of us. Yeah, that gets the money. There you go. Uh, All right, so uh, next segment we want to go with today is the shit people share on X, or formerly known as Twitter. So uh, we like to call it TMIX. So shoot it. All right, so this is Robert Griffin III. Shout out to you, you know, RG3. He has his top five NFL MVP frontrunners. A.J. Brown's number one, Tyreek Hill, Tua Tungabailoa, Dak Prescott, and C.J. Stroud. What are your thoughts? I'm, I'm going to start. Can, can you pull that back up real quick just so I can – I want to read the Ooh. the list there because I, I 
Leave it up there, please. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I got to go with, I'm sorry, if we're going to do that, my two picks that, that should be flipped up there would be C.J. Stroud. What he's doing, that would be my number one. What he's doing with Houston is unbelievable. Yeah, Houston. I mean, the dude's been lights out. As much as I hate Ohio State, I, I love watching this guy play. And then the other one's going to be Tyreek. He's just, bro, he's he is carrying that team. I mean, Tua's right there with him, but I, I still I love a good wide receiver, so I'm definitely down. Are with you all good with Dak being on this list? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. I, I mean, dude, I love Dak. No. He's such a nice person. <laughs> no, but no, he don't. I don't feel like he deserves it. He's had he's had some good games here and there, but it's not enough to be MVP. Yeah. I mean. He's if they're gonna, top five. Yeah, I would have Jalen Hurts uh, before him if yeah. that was the case. The sure. dude's seven and one, if I'm not mistaken. I would have a uh, quarterback from the Detroit Pistons. Pistons? Uh, you mean the Lions? I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking about basketball. <laughs> Detroit Lions. Hey, that's yeah, a throwback right yeah. there. No, yeah. Jared no Goff. Yeah, Jared Goff. I'm that's, just saying that's good too. Yeah, I'll be. I would put him in before that. I'm just saying that star gives too much credit. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, he's playing well, but I definitely don't see him as anything MVP yet. And you're right, CJ is just unbelievable. Actually, we have uh, we have uh, one from Bleacher Report. I, if you can pull it up, that I'd, I'd like for us to to run. That CJ Stroud had made a comment about basketball, football players, and and how everybody wants to play baseball. So let's see if we can pull that up. says basketball players want to be football players and football players want to be basketball players and we all want to be baseball players is that a true statement well i mean i guess i can't say ask you that but yeah it's gonna go to him first <laughs> <laughs> for me yes for me yes um, i don't know if i wanted to be a football player I don't know about all that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, we covered that in the last one, too. Yeah, right? I don't yeah, know about yeah, that. Yeah. I played it, yeah, but I don't yeah. know if I really wanted all that contact. Now, baseball? Oh, yeah, he got me on that one. I love baseball. Yeah. I love baseball. And I'm actually I'm actually going to go on air and say, I want to go in the bank cage, and I want to see if I can hit his pitch. I have no problem with that. We need to make that happen. But I the only thing is, I can hit it. am I allowed to pitch to you, or do I have to just throw you fastballs? So what I mean by pitch to you is, can I give you an actual real-life sequence? Yeah. Or we'll, do you we, want we'll just do both. A, okay. We'll do both. Yeah. Give me a real-life sequence, and then just throw me one to see if I can actually, <laughs> see if I can actually hit. No, for yeah, real. We, we can I definitely do, do that. I want to do that. Do what, What's on the line for this, though? Uh, dinner. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. I've got everything to lose. I don't get anything yeah, out of this. I don't true. have anything to that's win, no true. matter what. Like It'd be just like me playing him one-on-one -on -one in basketball. He'd have everything to lose. I have everything to gain. There's nothing. Well, then we got to get a one-on-one -on -one game. We can do both. Man, my knees 21. and ankle, you got to hold <laughs> up for that. Okay, to five. No, but I would do to it. five. To no, five. I want to do it because I'm actually, I'm going to start practicing with my uh, my buddy's uh, eighth grade class just to go out there and run around so I can do more cardio. That so I definitely want to do it. And like... Man, my knees ain't going to let me. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. But I do want to say, though, like it is funny real quick on when the, with the athletes, the comment that Stroud made. It is funny. Everybody that we meet. Now, I know you've met celebrities, too, that come to a game or whatever. Yeah. It is very funny. They all want, oh, man, I want to be a basketball player. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, oh, I want to be a baseball player. And then it's like us saying, the same, man, I want to be an actor. I want to be doing that stuff, yeah. too. So it is, mm -hmm. to me, everything connects somehow, some way. And it's funny to see, like, he made the comment, which is true. I stand by what he said. I agree with him on that 100%, except for the football. I agree with you there. <laughs> but yeah. the one thing I'd like to see out of it to make it a contest in all reality is what sport could take their athlete and go play in every other sport? 
like be able to play in every sport. You don't have to be great, mm -hmm. but being able to perform decently. Who is the greatest athlete that has ever played sports? Greatest athlete? Yeah, professionally. And that can play most sports? Yeah. My dad, I'm going to go off on one of my dad comments. He probably would say Bo Jackson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think I can go against that. Yeah. Bo injured himself, essentially. Oh, you know what? Dion. I was going to say Dion, too. You know, another one that can play multiple sports. Dion yeah, could, but Bo, Bo play, was a better hitter. Dion could play basketball, too, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, and good track. Too. And he was yeah, a, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, and he was, a, he was a track athlete, right? Like, he was, like, one of the fastest. Bro, he's a freak. He's yeah. a I, this, I, there's no, I don't think we could, either one of our picks were wrong. Jim Thorpe. Ooh. Jim Thorpe. Dion even made the comment that Thorpe could smoke him. Ooh. Yeah. No, that's a good one, actually. Jim Thorpe supposedly is one of the greatest athletes that ever existed because he played everything. multiple, everything. He literally even won an Olympic gold medal in shooting. Like, <laughs> pistol. I mean, who does that? That happens. Hey. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Okay. Jim no, Thorpe. No. All right. Well, uh, let's g give us another uh, another Twitter post we can comment about. All right. So Shohei Otani officially declined the qualifying offer. I think we all knew that was coming. Where is he going? L.A. Dodgers. Go years. He's going to stay West Coast. I mean, I, I don't mean to overstep on this one, but this is the baseball side. So I finally get a little glory here and take over. <laughs> but I think he's West Coast kind of guy. Sure. Um, you know, you want to stay close to where they can see you in Japan. Uh, being able to to do that, I think it comes down to, in my opinion, Texas is a spot. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think it all depends on where we go. Do we go get Montgomery? If we don't get Montgomery, then we we're going to make the attempt at Shohei. Yeah, but then you also don't have him for an arm for at least another year. That's right. And just looking at it, it's it's going to be it's it really is going to be L.A., Seattle. Chicago and the Cubs are going to make a push there. That's the big thing going on right now. It'll be, it'd have to be a major market team like that. And you could even see the Yankees step up because they have not been to the, I know it sucks, but they haven't been yeah. to the, they haven't been to the world series since 2009, if I'm not mistaken. So that's right. Well, they, that's not a Yankee way. I, I, yeah. I hate to say it. <laughs> it's not, I, 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 see, I actually agree with you. I think the Dodgers are going to make a, a big push for him. I, it, I mean, I think all throughout the season, it was, they're going to trade him to the Dodgers. And I think almost even, you know, Major League Baseball is trying to will this into existence that he goes to L.A. Because, you know, um, I, and I know this isn't a popular thing to say around here, but, you know, the, the, you know, the World Series has steadily declined in viewership, you know, and they need these major market teams to be seen, you know, and to, to be winning, essentially. They, they kind of need the Yankees to win. They kind of need the Dodgers to be in it. They need these huge cities to to be uh, represented in the World Series. And I think uh, it makes sense for him to go for the, the same reasons as well. I mean, if you've ever lived in LA, right? I think you have, uh, and I'm not sure if you've lived out in Los Angeles. I've been enough. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm you're like, I've been it's, There's so <laughs> yeah. much going on, I can't stand this. Yeah, show. I know, there's a lot of homeless people there. Uh, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but outside of that, like, um, it's very extremely multicultural, right? I mean, there's so many different people there from all over the world. And uh, it really just makes sense that, you know, he go there. But uh, He wants to go where he's going to win. I, I hope he That's the thing. Rangers, he's not going to so. go to a team and do what well, he just Rangers went Rangers or Dodgers, I like both teams. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm with, I'm with Derek on this. I, I don't think he would leave out of California. I don't think he'd leave there. But if he do, it would be, like, be nice to have him over here with the Rangers. Man. It would be, be nice. A weapon in that lineup. Oh, man. Yeah, he'd be nice. the DH. Yeah, but 
my thing too, I do want to say it real fast and then we can move on, but uh, you sign him. If we do get him, turn him into a closer. Let him do his rehab, everything. Don't let him start no more. Keep yeah. him as a closer. Now you have an official. He did it in the WBC. Yeah. And he's lights out. You think about that. Saves his bullets, saves his arm. Now you can really use him the way you want to use him. He can still pitch because that's something he wants to do. And then you got him as a DH. Boom, you're set. Yeah, that's a good one. I actually like that because I think well, who, are, who are we looking at right now for to uh, as our closers? H Hater, right? Josh Hater, yeah. yeah. But I, it's... The thing that worries me, I love this guy. I I, I know this kind of sucks to say this because um, he is a friend, but I I didn't like the fact that he had quit on the guys. It's, you know, it was all out there. I don't know how true it is. Sure. Again, I'd I'd rather be asking him about it and saying it. But at the same time, if that's what the rumor is, if that's true, I don't I don't want a guy like that. It's on my team. It's not here to play to win because we're not a first place team. Sure. Um, hit us with the next one. Oh, yeah, this one's a little interesting. So Patrick Mahomes confirms that he has worn the same pair of underwear to every single game of his NFL career. He says, I quote, I mean, if we're on a hot streak, I can't wash them, you know. Credit to CBS News for that. What do you think of that? Do you guys have your own little, like... I wash my stuff, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to get no fungus. <laughs> I'm washing it. I might have some shoes. I'm like, oh, man, I can't let them go. I've been playing well in them. But, I mean, when it comes to tights and jerseys and stuff like that, I mean, uh, undergarments, you got to wash those. That's, that's, that's nasty. Yeah, that's just nasty. I mean, it's going to be smelling so bad. Like, there ain't no way. He just Yeah, you think he's, he's just running on that? that? You think he's just bullshitting? I mean, I, mean, I don't know. It's, guys are weird. In the, in the sports world, they're all weird, but the thing, like, I look at it is... Like, is that too superstitious? That's, probably. That's funky. I mean, I use <laughs> I'll, I'll, whatever I wear for that game. Yeah, that is funky. Oh, that's funky. I mean, I don't know other way to put it. You know, it's funky. You know what I mean? You not, you know... I mean, I... I, I, I say you win seven games in a row, so you're just not going to wash your... You're yeah. not going to wash your, uh, your draws? Yeah, That's pretty much what they were saying. I know you're yeah. talking about tights. We wear tights up on our stuff. Yeah. So you're not going to wash your tights. And, like, there's been times where, like, I've sweated so much. And, like, even after, like, washing it, I'm like, yo, I don't even want this no more. Give me a new pair. Like, for real. Yeah. Like, so, you know, it gets to the point where you wear them for so long. Like, man, give me another pair. I don't want these. So you going five, seven games straight and don't wash them at all? I believe oh. he said his entire career. Oh, Bro, I've, I've, no. I've literally. There's no way. I'm just being honest. No way. There's no way this is true. Yeah, he's not that long. He's got to be bullshit. Bro, I've literally had like a mouse ride in a Harley in my drawers, and I, there ain't no way those things are are sticking around. And like the thing is with it, oh. it's like, and I, I'm sure you probably do the same thing. Not the the shitting in your drawers thing, but <laughs> whatever I wear, and we have a great game. Okay, this gets cleaned. Yeah. That's what we wear the next game. Yeah. That's it. Like, I'm not going to – you can't take me serious no. now. <laughs> You're just thinking about that mouse on a Harley. Yeah. But, like, I, I can't I, – I have to have clean stuff. Like, yeah. it's – Yeah. Bro, we don't need none of that. Yeah, that's just a bit much. That's just a bit much. That's, I, already told, I already told you what my cover was. <laughs> funky. Yeah. It was just funky. I think we got another one, right? Like, hit us, hit us with another one. All right, so the highest grade wide receiver. This shocked me. This is why I wanted to put it up there. I thought it was C.D. Lamb because, I mean, he's just been or, – or A.J. Brown, right? 
Um, but apparently, uh, for what last for this past week, it was Brandon Cooks. Which I mean, it's I I guess he had an unbelievable game, but it just he just I don't know I don't feel like he's living up to expectations. So I think everybody just kind of overlooks him. But he had a great game. Yeah, what do you think? remember this is just a week, and so with that being said, too, it's just a grade for that week. He had a great game, no drop balls. Your score is going to be hot. It yeah. might have had one, but at the end of the day, that's your score. You, yeah, he he outperformed everybody out there, and he did. He had a pretty solid game. So yeah. you can't take that away from him. I'm not. I. I mean that's awesome to see for the Cowboys, but I'm not. Yeah, it's I don't yeah. know where else I can go with it. <laughs> You're like as a Browns fan. No, I mean, you we, know. Yeah, listen, man. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, actually, y'all's, I wasn't y'all's teams played each other. I wasn't going to bring it up. Did y'all even know? No, I, mm-hmm. I was surprised I y'all weren't know saying was, anything. I, I didn't know. I didn't know it was his I didn't team. Know. I didn't know. I mean, that to to I don't even want to talk about that game because. For them to lose that game the way they did, it's just awesome. It's, it's sick. It's sick. <laughs> he said, I'm gonna go back to them Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Let's go back to them Cowboys. So, how about them Brownies? I, I think <laughs> I think I think a lot of people overlook again Brandon Cooks literally because he just had a very mediocre year. So I think right. when you see his name, you're just kind of like, what? Like this is my know? issue. This is my issue with the Cowboys, and I, I'm a, I don't want to say too much because I live in this city, so. And I know there's a lot of crazy <laughs> cowboy fans out mm-hmm. there. And I don't want to, you know, have to hurt nobody. <laughs> oh, listen, I need them to win the big games. Games you're supposed to win, you're supposed to win them. You know, that's we know that. You know, they, they had one game like that this year that they lost when they went to Arizona and lost to the Cardinals. Everybody know they should have won that game, but they didn't. So, you know, what they're doing right now, they're taking care of the games that they're supposed to win. Sure. When they play the San Francisco's, when they play the, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, when they play these top-tier teams, that's when I need these guys to show me they can win. That's the only reason why, like, my daddy has been trying for years to get me to become a Cowboys fan. <laughs> for years. He's one of the biggest Cowboys fans I've known from the day I got it. I, I was born. My dad has always been a Cowboys fan, but he's tried – my entire 39 years of my life <laughs> to get me to be a Cowboys fan. For me, that's my issue with them. They got to win the big games, man, and they can never do it. Yeah, they become like next year's champs again, which is what they were like in the beginning of their organization. Like uh, that's uh, when they first started as a team, that's what they used to call them was next year's champ because they could always make the playoffs. They could make the championship game. They just could never win it, and they finally kind of crossed that threshold and then – Somewhere along the line, after Jerry took hold of it, you know, we just, you know, I think he needs to stop being the GM. I say that with all love and respect to the guy, but. No question. I mean, we all know. I think his family needs to turn it over to some real people. We all know when you talk about football, just Cowboys football, period, we already know first person you think about is not even athletes. No, it's you think about the owner. You think about Jerry Jones. Yeah, the owner. So let's just be honest. And he's pretty much, I mean, the face of football. I mean, you think about NFL football, like, if you if you go do a poll, if we do a poll on the internet and we say, what's the first person you think about when you see NFL football? I guarantee you Jerry Jones is going to get some percentages. Yeah, I oh, agree. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. He's mm-hmm. going to get some percentages. So he's that impactful. He's that powerful in the game of football. I think he runs the owners association or the I think he <clears> runs <throat> the group of, of all the owners as well. But I think, I think sometimes with, with guys like him, you know, they're – so powerful, and they and they they and he know he knows a lot. He's seen a lot. He's been in the game for very long, so he does have a lot of knowledge. But I think he still needs to have other people in place 
to do some of those jobs that yeah. he's doing. Like he's already the owner, but then he's the GM. Then sometimes he's the coach. Then, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes he's yeah. the offensive yeah. coordinator. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's just, that's just who Jerry Jones is. And, I, and we all know that. But, you know, I just think the biggest thing with, with, with him, he just just probably just need to take a seat, sip, take a, take a step back. I can agree I with that. You know, and just see if that works. Just see if that works. You know what the Browns and the Cowboys have in common? What's that? We always think we're going to the Super Bowl. But the only thing is, we, we stick to reality. We know we're not going to go. We just like to say it whenever we win a game. It's every time, I'm telling you, all my friends back home, we have a group chat. Anytime the Browns win, Super Bowl. Hands down, that's it. And then as soon as we lose, all right, we, we suck again. Check out the defense, though. I will say that. I got the top yeah, defense. I know. You found out. Yeah, I got the top um, defense. I think we have one about the Browns, actually, as well. Baby, uh, cool. Let's see if we can locate it. Maybe. I know there was one about CD Lamb as well. That there is one about CD Lamb. Yeah, let's yeah. do the CD Lamb. Drop, drop the CD Lamb we, one. Because this is ridiculous. Like, his tear has been better than even AJ he's, Brown's. Yeah. That's why he's, he wasn't even on the list. Yeah, look at that. Since week six. Wow. 41 catches, 600 yards, 617 yards, four touchdowns, and 22 receptions for 15 yards or more. And he was on by week week seven. <laughs> Dude, he's first of all, thank you, CD. You're on my fantasy team, so I appreciate you. Shout out to PFF, by the way. Uh, yes, and I mean, dude, he has. He's he's been that guy. I forget somebody was trying to call him out. I think saying like, "You're supposed to be that guy. You're supposed to be the number one." And what we talked about before, it might have taken somebody just to light that fire. And now look at him. The dude's running with. I mean, he's he is. I think like you just said two seconds ago. He should be up on the topic for the best wide receiver in the game. Yeah, shout out to there Sports Center here. Uh, I am the top receiver in the game. There is no question about it. Hundred percent. His words. He definitely has an argument. He definitely has an argument. I mean, there's nobody who's playing better other than Tariq. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that. Well, I mean, and AJ Brown as well. Oh yeah, AJ Brown. AJ Brown is playing amazing too. Yeah. So you know, you, you know, he he he's in the conversation. Sure. That's all. That's one thing you can say. You know, if you got if you got top if you got three receivers, he's in there. C D Lamb is definitely in there. And I'm a fan. Like he's he's really good. I like him. Yeah, he had um we saw that one handed catch by that high schooler. I think it was like the first drive of the game last week. He had uh, just literally just ran with it and just like put his arm out and caught it one handed like <laughs> like it was nothing. Literally like it was nothing. I don't know how they do it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just unbelievable that they can they can do things like that. I mean, it's a whole new world, I guess, in football at this point. But um, do we have uh, any other any other slides here? I think we had a couple more. We do. Yeah, go for it. Let's get another one. This is a big one. So, and we can lead this into the to our last segment. So, uh, pending approval, the Rangers are ending their partnership with Valley Sports following the 2024 season. As someone that's worked for Valley Sports, I'd love to hear what you have to think about that. Well, uh, I don't know what to think because I haven't heard anything from Valley Sports either. <laughs> yeah, so you're just like, whatever at this point, so, right? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, not all seriousness. Like, I, I've had some friends and some people that has worked you know, with them and, you know, it's kind of like leaving some people in the limbo, you know, with their jobs, yeah. you know, of what they're going to do. And, you know, I was just a guy that was like, you know, basically I was like a substitute teacher. Yeah. And I came in and did a few games here and there. Uh, so, but some of these people's on salary. So, 
you know, to hear what's going on with Valley Sports is, is yeah. You wonder what's going to happen yeah. with like Dana Larson and, yeah, man, and you know, people, um, I'm sorry, just uh, what's her name? Uh, Emily Jones. Rangers, Emily Jones, right? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're you know feel for them because just like well now where what are they going to do where are they going to go you know what i mean and but it sucks because i mean it's been kind of known um uh you know i spent some time out in los angeles and we've talked about this before and i think i told you one time but i was hearing that rsn's you know regional sports networks they're all in trouble right now right and i had been hearing out in la you know that essentially you know valley was bankrupt you know and that they were having trouble making payroll and they were having lots and lots of issues essentially so the writing has been on the wall with valley i think for over a year now you know and if you're in the entertainment space and you know people in the entertainment space you know you have been hearing this for over a year now well my thing is what what what's the issue with that what what's causing that is it the other networks are bigger they're taking over sure. because of ABC, Fox, you know, ESPN, uh, these other networks are just too big for them and they're like getting pushed to the side. Like seriously, like, I don't know. What is, yeah. Is that, like, is that? I think, um, I think a lot of them grew too big from what I heard, which is they were growing too big and they didn't have enough to cover. Not enough people are watching them. I think, um, unfortunately we're sports fans right so naturally we're going to be like what you know or like man i watch and i know tons of people that watch but in the grand scheme of of the industry itself right there's not enough people watching there's not enough people not enough sponsors do you ever notice there's pretty much just the same sponsors on every commercial for every broadcast for the mavs rangers and the star you know Mm -hmm. what i mean it's just the same people they don't have enough money coming in enough support coming in because there's really not enough eyes there you, you go know? they don't have enough views i mean yeah i mean who's gonna go watch belly sports if you got the lead pass for basketball yeah you know if you got uh nfl network yeah for football yeah you know what I'm saying if you mlb network yeah. i watch that usually yeah so the big games yeah. come on what abc yep. cbs for football on sundays ESPN, stuff like no that. espn yep. like you know basketball espn tnt like abc like i mean just saying like you gotta do you got these bigger networks that's like taking networks like Bally and them. It's just, like, you're not going to get the views because if 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 you can if you Bally Sports putting all the games on on um, on their network, but if you got the Dallas Mavericks playing the L.A. Lakers on ESPN, you're, you're not gonna you're not going to Bally Sports to watch that game, right? Yeah, you're going, you're going to, to ESPN. You, there you go. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's just. It's unfortunate for him, man, and it's just unfortunate. I got in, I got in with those got with those people, you know. I got to meet them, and you know, those are good people. And I just hate for, you know, people to be in limbo with their jobs, man. Yeah, you know, like I said, you know, Dana Larson uh, for the stars, Daryl Ray, like all those guys, you know. Like, I mean, I kind of almost myself being from Dallas, grew up watching these people, and now you're like, kind of like, damn, you know, I feel for them because they might not have a job here soon, and it's literally because these companies overexpanded and and didn't properly invest i guess in themselves i mean you just kind of never know on the corporate level you never know if they they haven't been investing properly or putting themselves in a position to be successful so um you know that being said we cannot not talk about the greatest thing in dallas sports since the mavs won in 2011 but here we go baby (laughs) the texas rangers finally finally get a championship and uh you know as somebody that you know i you know my dad passed when i was a kid and like 
I honestly have like very, very few memories of my dad. I, I, I texted you this the other day and I like, I kind of almost don't even remember what he sounds like, you know, because he died when I was a kid. Mm. And uh, with the few memories that I do, oh shit, sorry. Uh, the few memories that I do have of him um, were he took me to a Ranger game and uh, I just remember being a little kid and going to the games and just enjoying the games. So for me, seeing the Rangers, I definitely was one of those guys that, you know, cried when they won, you know, um, when they went to the world series in 2011, my mom was still alive. And I remember she called me and she, she texted me and, or she had called me and she had said, you know, you know, it's okay. You know, I'm Hispanic, right? She was like, it's okay, mijo. You know, she was like, well, we'll get it next time. You know, we'll get it next time. And unfortunately she passed in 2015. So she didn't get a chance to see them win. And so for me, when I see that, you know, um, it definitely hit, hit hard. Right. Because it was yeah. like, you know, I, I wish my dad could have seen it. I wish my mom could have seen it. I mean, I, my love for sports literally came from them. You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah. My dad played club soccer in Mexico. My mom played softball and baseball and, you know, softball and, and basketball and all these other sports as well. And, uh, so to be able to get to see these guys, you know, finally pull it off, it, it was, it was, it was great, you know? Um, and, and I, 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 cringe to maybe ask, but like, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Well, I want to say first things first, I, you know, I've had to talk to a few people about this and I want you to understand too, is, you know, your father's not here, your mother's not here. And, you know, this is something that brought you guys to the game. You know, you're into it. And I've said this to many people cause it is, you know, we're, we're believers and how it works, but your parents were there with you watching that game. Like they were right there with you celebrating those emotions that you were sharing. Mm -hmm. They're right there with you. And I've said that to many people too, that have lost family members that they didn't get to see this and they were diehard fans. And I always want to encourage it is to know that they were with you guys. They're, they're with you. They watched the game with you. They celebrated with you all that raw emotion that you felt the, the tears, the, the crying, everything, they were right there with you sharing that raw emotion. And I, I, after my experience with, you know, Briggs, when I talk about the foundation, that was it. That's, that's the other part of it now is you guys were experiencing that same thing as God brought your family back to see these moments with you. You may not have technically felt them there, but I promise you there was something that happened that day while that was happening that made that presence feel like it was there. Yeah. Um, now with that being said, you know, to see the Rangers do it, I, you know, I got to cover them and it was, man, it was so much fun. Yeah. You know, it was, it was awesome to do that and be able to talk about the team you played for and being a part of that world series chase. And, um, the hardest part for me was, you know, like you, you mentioned in 2011, we were there, we were a pitch away twice yeah. from winning it, uh, and not being able to do it, not being able to bring that trophy back to the the state and bring it back to Arlington, it, it hurts. It, it crushed me a lot. And then sitting up in the, up at, uh, Texas live recording that last out be made. Yeah. I saw that. And shout out to everybody that used it. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Went but viral. Seeing that, uh, and then like recording and watching raw emotion of people made me just feel like, man, you know what? I know I didn't give it to them. I didn't get to give them that trophy but we laid the ground we 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 got to the world series for them we gave them that excitement now somebody else we passed that torch to somebody else to get that crown to get that world series trophy and bring it home and celebrate it that was there was nothing like it it was yeah. so cool so surreal 
I was celebrating with everybody. Beers were flying everywhere. It was awesome. Like I, I had a yeah. unbelievable time. And I just remember like even, you know, I wanted to stay out and, and celebrate and have drinks with everybody too. But obviously I had to get up in the morning, so I couldn't do it. Like I had to be up early. And just being able to be around that, that atmosphere and seeing how passionate this fan base is, I get it. We're a football town. That's what everybody always says. But what I saw that day showed me that this is a sports town. Yeah. They care about their teams. Yep. They're in it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I get it. Yes, they love the Cowboys, but trust me, they love those Rangers. They love those Mavs. Right. Stars, Stars. Yeah. FC Dallas, all those teams around here, they love them. And to me, that was just something so surreal to be able to do it. And then my favorite thing about this whole entire thing was the shot from Corey Seager to Alex Bregman saying, I, I forget exactly how it goes, uh, it was an old Kanye. It was, that, it was yeah. it's an old Kanye saying, right? So that's the one thing that's funny about it. But go ahead. <laughs> it was like uh, I don't know what we would have done if the Rangers or I don't know. I, I don't know. Everybody exactly. wanted Every to know what it would be like if the Rangers didn't world, win the World Series. And then I guess I guess we'll, we'll never, never know. know. That was my favorite thing because <laughs> yeah. Bregman took the shot at yeah the Rangers. Obviously the Rangers for not winning the West. Yeah. And buddy, does it feel good to be able to take that shot right back at him? So I love that. That was awesome. Uh, yeah, and actually I think we have some uh, one of the I guess another post here. So Corey Seager won the MVP. This is his second MVP. Well, he so won one with uh, with the Dodgers mm -hmm. on the shortened season. So I think everybody kind of was whatever about it. And then this is the most impressive thing. Um, Hold on. I want to go back to the Seager thing. So I don't sure. think a lot of people realize this too. He won the MVP twice. Yeah. Obviously with the Dodgers and the Rangers, all at the same ballpark. Yeah, that's right. His numbers during the World Series at that ballpark are through the roof. Now, I know I don't think we had that up there no. or have that, but he was unreal. When it comes playoff time at that stadium, we now know this dude is the real deal. Yeah. Because if you play at that place and you're playing at Seager in the playoffs that's like that, house. good luck. Yeah. That's his, that's his house. <laughs> yeah, that's his house. That's so yeah, let's go back house. to Evaldi. Uh, yeah, Evaldi had an unbelievable night. Uh, six innings, uh, you know, I, I I, mean, the dude was just throwing up just some numbers, man, in the entire playoffs. But that's like his thing, I think, right? So if you know anything about baseball, right, like he's just – he's a big game pitcher, you know. Nasty Nate. Yeah, nasty Nate for a reason. The, so The one thing I, I got to give him credit to is – so it showed up there he had five walks and five strikeouts. All those walks, he did get the bases loaded, I think, two times – maybe a third i can't remember i know it for a fact there was two and he got out of those jams he didn't have his best stuff you've played in many games you don't have your best stuff that shows a lot about the person in general that's on that mound on the court wherever the way he did it he is nasty nate for a reason because he didn't allow a run he did his job he got put in some bad situations but never let the pressure get to him it looked like okay he's about to lose it but then all of a sudden he would battle back down and just take care of business. Just figured it out. That's some of the things that, you know, we've talked about this to begin with. And when trying new things, the dude got knocked down multiple times during the game, made the in-game adjustment, and boom, got back up. He took his eight seconds, came up a new man, and took off. That's true. <laughs> what what were what did you get did you get to watch the game? What were your what were your uh, impressions of the World Series in general? I think the, the the team who deserved it won. I mean, they played high level the entire season to me. You know, they started off great, you know, in the middle of the season, kind of, you know, up and down, but then they kind of stayed steady throughout the whole year. 
<clears throat> then once they got into the um, playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, they won every road game, right? Yeah, that's right. Which probably I mean, never happened. Talking yet. about talking about locked in. <laughs> I gotta say this too because mm-hmm. I don't know how many people know this. Mm-hmm. When you spell out the word road, mm-hmm. it's Rays, Orioles, Astros, Diamondbacks. Road. They were the Road Warriors. <laughs> that is a good one. I like that. I like that. That's crazy. I, I found that out once they got into the World Series that yeah. they were playing the Diamondbacks and like it spells out road. They haven't lost, and I was like, "That's crazy." And I believe it was like eleven road road wins. Yep, the closest to them eleven was, and zero. Yeah, the Yankees, right? And I think the Yankees had like nine or something like that. I think it was. So that's I don't. Crazy. I don't think it's a record that probably will never get beat. So you know, that's just one of the things that really stood out to me. I mean, of course, Corey Seager was. Amazing, yeah. You know, Garcia was amazing. Yeah, oh, you know, forgot didn't even bring him. You know, up. Yeah, yeah. so, but you know, just to just to see, you know, a team be locked in mentally like that to go on the road and win every game. I mean, who's going to beat you? Because you gotta you gotta know that you know playing at home, the fans, just the atmosphere is going to give you a win at home. But if you can go win on the road and win every game, and just that's why they're the champs. What 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 is to to end this? But to to switch to something briefly, what do you think the Mavs are going to do this year? As somebody that's covered them, right? Um, I, I see the Mavs being better this year. I see I see Kyrie and Luca looking a lot better with each other, getting used to each other, and um, it's it's it's, it's honestly it's looking good. It's really looking good, and um, yeah, because they're like in the top five, I think, power ranking right now. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and well deserved. I think they got um, blown out by the Pelicans. Ooh, last night. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a tough game. That's effective. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, a tough game. Yeah. Yeah. They um their defense looking better. Uh, I think they starting to buy in a little bit more with J Kidd. Uh, I think the the old rookie kid lively is um he's it's extremely big for them. Yeah. They need a big for the way Kyrie and um Luca plays off pick and roll, you need a big man that can roll and that can finish and that can kiss lobs the way that he can. Um do you do you think the criticisms of Jason Kidd last year were fair? No, because I mean he was getting pretty like I mean if you were on Twitter, bro, he was getting beat up. This is always going to be the coach. Though. This, yeah. this is my thing. Yeah, no, no doubt, no yeah, doubt. Yeah, you got to blame somebody. You know, they, they're never going to blame. They're never going to blame the stars. Yeah, and I, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump from the Mavs real quick and go to last year. Doc Rivers got blamed for and got fired. Got blamed for Philadelphia losing to I remember that to the Celtics, right? Yeah. Okay. Joe Embiid had maybe twelve points. James Harden might have had ten. And leader score was PJ Tucker, who we all know is you know one of one of, a great friend of mine, who's a role player who plays defense and who hit corner threes, was the leader scorer. So your two main guys who you're paying thirty plus million dollars to, game seven, stinks it up. Yeah. But you fire the coach and blame the coach. It's the coach's fault. Nah. Yeah, and Doc is good, man. He's a champion. Great right? coach. Like, yeah. Great coach. Yeah. So you got to step up in big situations, and that, and that's what I would say about you know Luca, you know, and Kyrie in a sense. Like your two guys are the two highest paid guys, and you're the the best two players on this team. So you work all year. You you know as a coach, you you know, and this is me talking as a coach now. You work all year. You you trying to get your guys ready. You trying to get your other guys outside of your two main guys prepared and ready for big moments and big games. But also, you got to lean on your two best guys to 
also make those guys better. Also give those guys the confidence and the trust that they can hit big shots too. Because when the game gets on the line, a lot of people don't understand when when teams win championships, it's not necessarily the main guy who makes those big shots. It's always somebody else. Yeah, that's true. Because you got to think about it. You got to have a role play players. Yeah. Mo- most teams are not going to let your main guys beat you when the game is on the line. We're going to get this ball at your hand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but so, Luka just seems to be that guy that, like, he does do that. You know, he's just like, he wants it, and he's like, I don't care if you challenge me, I'll shoot it from half court. Exactly. And make that's it. true, but it's also that, it's can like get you in, also that can get you in trouble. Yeah, that's true. That can get you in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, I think with Luka, his next step, for me, that what I see, this is me looking at the games, me going to the games, me watching them on TV. I think Luka's next step is he has to leave the referees alone. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He has to lead that's like that's wrong. kind of like a thing, right, in the league, right? Yeah. Everyone thinks he complains a little too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they just yeah. And I, and I, I but <laughs> yeah, that's true. The him him complaining about getting fouled, and I see the games he does get fouled. Yeah, and a lot of referees don't give it to him because he's six eight. He he has a big body, so you know he's a six eight point guard. You know, so yeah, he's a big kid. So and and he knows how to use his body well. Yeah. But my thing is, as a coach, what I see, when he looking for those fouls and don't get back down the court on defense, and he's still on the other end arguing about a foul, that's when I have an issue. Yeah. Outside of that, everybody complains. LeBron complains. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Everybody complains about a foul. Like, him complaining about that don't bother me because, you know, they all do it. But when he don't get back on the other side of the court, is my only issue about it. Because now you're hurting your team. So, you know, yell, get at the referee, whatever, but – Run down the court as you do that. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah. Well, I think as the season goes on, we'll we'll see how it transpires. Obviously, this. Uh, but new... I'm sorry to answer your question. I think <laughs> yeah. I think they have a, I think they have a great chance this year. Yeah, that's I what think, I was about to say. I, I think they have I, a great I, chance. I, this I year. think uh, given how they're playing right now, mm-hmm. uh, they should be. I think they'll be good this year. I mean, yeah. obviously, I I feel like they'll make the playoffs this year, oh, and yeah. hopefully, they make a run and add to the trophy case that Dallas is building right now. The other team <laughs> that I do not want any of us to overlook right now is the Dallas Stars. They are a very good team. If you do not know anything about hockey, um, then you need to look it up because that team's competing and they Mm -hmm. compete every year. And as a Dallas team, I kind of, and I don't know if you agree with me, maybe you do as well. I feel like they kind of get overlooked a lot. 100% because they just constantly compete and they're a very, very good team. I mean, Jason Robertson is probably one of the best young players in the league i mean like he the things that he can do rope hints is an mvp caliber hockey player right this dude on the ice oh i mean it's on when he goes it's like you're like in yeah. his his he's saucy that's what they say right if you know anything about hockey you know he's saucy so i i i hope to see them actually compete maybe make another stanley cup which they did recently so you know dallas is experiencing a hell of a run right now. Sports town. Sports town, baby. Let's go. So, <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for the second episode of The Throwbacks. Thank you, everybody, for watching, participating, and, uh, you know, being a part of everything that we got going on so far. We had some pretty good hits on that first one. Everybody seemed to like your clips, Ray. And Keep them you know. coming. Keep them coming. Tune in. There's more to come. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Let's go. All right. <laughs> peace. Peace.